Good morning. morning. Y'all can sit down. You're welcome. I almost just took a tumble. Did anybody notice that? So um, if you are a toddler, raise your hand. If you act like a toddler, if your husband acts like a toddler, if you ever were a toddler, raise your hand. There you go. Good, good. Um, so, so none of us were, were born and immediately developed into mature human beings, right? Am I, am I right so far? Yeah. So if you, if you were a toddler, do you know what the toddler creed is? Everybody either go like this with two fingers, and if you're capable of doing three, I can't with this, you can do it like this with this hand. Two or three, because you're either two or three years old, that's a toddler, right? Hold your hands up and go like this. What's mine is mine. What's yours is mine. The toddler creed, right? So ironically, that's a little bit about what we're going to be discussing today in the message. So um, we've been breaking into the study of the love passage in Corinthians 13, 1 Corinthians 13. And today's passage is not big, but we're going to break out a number of passages and dig in scripture about this, this particular subject. So 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, this part says this. Christ-like love, and this is what we're calling this again because love is, but we're talking about Christ-like love. Christ-like love does not insist on its own way. Everybody get that? Christ-like love does not insist on its own way. So really what it's saying is, um, and Jonathan Edwards titled this way, Christ-like love is opposite of a selfish spirit. So as we study today, what we're going to basically be saying is this. We're going to be identifying self-serving versus self-sacrificing. Okay? Make sense? As, as, we, as, we, as we dig into this, as we, as we press into these scriptures, that's kind of the theme that we're going to be running on. Um, Mark 10, verse 45, says this. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. So the first point is, is that if we're modeling Christ-like love, we probably should look at the one who is our model. And, and Jesus himself said, I came not to be served, but to serve. So, so Jesus is the first person in this understanding that, that, that sets the bar for where we are in, in understanding that, that Christ-like love does not insist on its own way. It's on another way. And um, I found it really interesting as, as I was studying this passage in last week's passage. It really, really struck me that not only <clears throat> did Jesus really say these things, which was revolutionary, even for the, for the Pharisees who really pretty much modeled everything opposite of what Christ did. Um, there are so many passages in Scripture that we see in the, in the New Testament where Jesus not only talked about being a servant, 
but modeled really well what a servant looked like. Does everybody, does everybody in their mind have any, any stories in their mind of any of the gospel presentation um, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John where Jesus actually modeled being a servant? Anybody have one? Anybody? The foot washing. The foot washing. Wow. Why, why is that so significant? Not only is that what a servant did, but of all of the positions in the master's house, you were the lowest of the low if your job as a servant was to wash guests' feet that came into the home. That you, you were lowest on the totem pole of servants. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? And, and he modeled in such a way, stepping aside him being a rabbi and a teacher and having this huge cult following for three years to, to this inner group, he modeled what it was to serve. He met with the woman at the well and met her right where she was. And not only was she a woman, which first of all, wasn't much higher than, than a servant in a, lot, in a lot of social staff, but she was a Samaritan woman, which was even worse. So the scandal just kept getting bigger. And not only that, but she was a woman who was Samaritan who also had a very, very bad reputation. And we'll just leave it at that for the PG version. Every, everybody know where, where I'm going with that? So, so here is Jesus once again modeling what it looks like to serve he goes on to say this, um, Edwards goes on to say this, he says, for, for first, such a spirit, one who is led by this spirit of, of Christ-like love, he says this, seeks to please and glorify God. The things that are well-pleasing to God in Christ and that tend to, to the divine glory are called the things of Christ in opposition to our own things. All seek their own, not the things which are Christ Jesus's. Christianity requires that we should make God and Christ our main end. So in this first understanding of this, in, in, in where we are in saying that, that Christ-like love is not self-seeking, is that our first obligation, when we talked about last week, the, the, the vertical relationship, is that who do we make much of? Ourself or Christ? Who do we want to glorify? Who do we want to point out? Ourself or Christ? And so as, as we posture ourselves in such a way, last week we talked about being humble. This falls right in line with that and not insisting on our own way. Whose way then? If it's not my way, whose way is it? It's Christ's way. So the unique Understanding that, 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 that starts to grow and build in all of this is that, again, who is Paul preaching to? Who's Paul teaching to? The Corinthian church. That as the body of Christ, Christ-like love does not insist on its own way. So once again, metaphors. Hands, you're not in charge. It's not about you. Mouths, you're not in charge. It's not about you. Feet. 
you're not in charge. It's not about you. Individual members of the body of Christ, it's not about you. It's about who? The head, Jesus Christ. So our first obligation in this understanding is, is that we model what it's like to show Christ-like love by saying, my first obligation is to say, I need to serve in the same way that Christ served. Am I completely willing to do the most menial thing? One, am I willing to do that? Am I willing to wash someone else's feet? And am I wanting to do that to glorify Jesus Christ? Jesus came to serve and not to be served. Number two, Jesus gave himself freely. I've got three verses I'd like to read to you. So let's go first one to 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 5 and 6. If you have your Bibles, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 5 and 6. For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men, the man, Jesus Christ. Look at what it says. Who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. Make a little note and go now to Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 14. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people training us to renounce ungodly and worldly passions. Are you catching this? You'll start to see that these are the things of self. Listen to this. Training us to renounce ungodliness and the worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all the lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. And then the third verse, Ephesians 5, 25 through 27. Ladies, get ready to go like this. Husbands, love your wives. How? As Christ loved the church in a completely and total self-sacrificing way that he might sanctify her. Amen. Having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy and without blemish. So it goes right back to the convergence of understanding that, that we as the body of Christ in this unique understanding, him being the head of the church, that, that metaphor, that understanding that, 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 that we should give comes from the complete and total understanding that, that Jesus, while on the earth, modeled giving self-sacrificially. At what point did Jesus... Stop giving. He didn't, right? He gave himself all the way. Even to become obedient to the point of death and death on the cross. So his obedience 
to the will of God the Father is modeling servant-led living, is modeling self-sacrificial living because he literally self-sacrificed. And so then when it says, husbands, love your wives this way, it's a reciprocal effect because the outgrowth of that is what, what, what is gained by the wife in that connection, in that relationship, that, that, that she is, is blessed and is then a blessing. It, it, it's, again, the model of the church. It's the model of Christ's body. What happens when the body is completely and totally blessed and taken care of by the head, and then the body comes under that authority, you have blessing. Does that make sense? What, what a beautiful picture of, of that understanding because it's not really, it's not, well, husbands, if you would do this, everything would be perfect. It's because husbands do this that the blessings come because of the outgrowth of the fruit that is seen in that relationship as a result. And that's, that's spirit-led living. That's, that's fruit that comes from, from the body of Christ being under the authority of the head of the church. And so there's that model that's played out. And so it's just such an encouragement for us to see that the, the, these first two things really start to hammer in our relationship this way only because our relationship this way is in check. We're not self-seeking. We're Christ-glorifying. It's not about me. At, at best, I'm... I'm I might get to say I'm the left hand because I'm left-handed in the church. You may go, well, I'm, I'm kind of like a foot, foot guy myself. Somebody may go, I'm, I'm really good at just being the skin wrapped around the elbow. That's me. Okay. It doesn't matter what part of the body you play. It's never about you. But yet if we're doing what is right together to create glory and honor for the head of the church, blessings come right relationship comes. And so as we press into this, we have to constantly remember that this love relationship that we're talking about here in Corinthians is always vertical first, then it fleshes itself out horizontally. So he goes on to say then that if, if Christ-like love is, is self-sacrificing and it is the opposite of a self-seeking way, we should then want to love as Christ loved. And this, this next part, point three, says, love like Christ's love. John 13, 34, and 35 says what? Love the Lord your God. No, I'm sorry. A new commandment that I give to you, that you love one another. How? As I have loved you, what happens as a result of that? By this will all the world know that you are my disciple. This again is to the church. This is, this is singular you, but this is also church you. This, this, is, this is global universal church you. Love one another as I have loved you, individually as well as the group. And then you love everyone else the exact same way. It's your best and most effective witnessing tool. By this, the whole world know, will know that you are my disciple. So now we go to, to, to part number four. 
In Mark, it says, Mark 12, it, it says that, that Jesus was confronted by the Pharisees and they wanted to stick him and they said, what's, what's, what's the greatest commandment? There's 10 of them. Pick one. What's, what's, the, what's the greatest commandment? And what was Jesus' simple response? You take the first four, it's a vertical love. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And then horizontally take the other six and love your neighbor as yourself. I want to challenge that thought because Christ goes on to say what? In John 13, 34, which is why I put point three. How did Jesus want us to love? Does he want us to love our neighbor as, as ourselves, or does he really want to say, I want you to love as I loved? So, is, so is, there, is there a contradiction in these two verses? There actually really isn't. Because if you're passionately pursuing that love relationship, those other six commandments should be done so out of a pure joy and a love that comes because this vertical love relationship is spot on. And this is where it's going to start to flesh out. So as, as, we, as we dig in for the next few, few minutes, I want to encourage you, um, in building real and authentic relationship, it takes work. Would you all agree? Real, authentic relationship takes work and um, if you have been through either the men at the cross weekend or our group and you're in here raise your hand everybody take a look around let's see there they are one two three that we do is we, we talk about these quadrants okay so so focus in with me on you will love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind and with all your strength Okay, so write all those down, heart, soul, mind, and strength, if you're taking notes. Then I want you to write this down, self-serving and self-sacrificing. How does the manifestation of Christ-like love process out in this way? Okay, so, so what I would like to do is to invite you all into week six of our group and fleshing this out because this is this is where this study comes from so when we say that christ-like love is compelling us to live self-sacrificially that's why it's when we talked about you will love your neighbor as yourself not as my old self right not as my how many of you like your old self as christ followers there's, not, there's not, one, not one thing about my old sin self that I really like. Nothing. But we are new creations in Christ. Amen? So if we look at this, what I want to do is, is do two things. So the first thing I want to preface for you in understanding this is, is there is two ways, really, that you and I can be self-serving. Okay? Does that make sense? When I, when I look at that passage and it says it does not insist on its own way, there's two ways that we are really self-serving. The first one that, that we identify in our group is what's called deflated. Let me give you a definition of that. 
Edwards really kind of defines deflated as this. A person of a selfish spirit is ready to make much of the afflictions that he himself is under, as if his privations or sufferings were greater than anybody around him. And if he is not in suffering, he is ready to think that he is not called to spare what he has in possession for the sake of helping others. So the first idea of of self-serving living is living deflated. Oh, woe is me. My life stinks. Anybody been there, done that? My life stinks. Oh, yeah, you, you, you have no clue because my life is stinkier. You want to know why? Because, you, you know, your car broke down, Perry. Great. Guess what? My car broke down. I had four flat tires, and I hit a deer. Okay, so there. You think your life stinks? You play the guitar. I can't. So there. So, so that first idea of deflated living is the woe is me type of selfishness. Look how bad my life is. Look how horrible everything is going for me. <laughs> Man, my life is horrible. <laughs> Anybody believe that for at least a little minute? A little bit? Thank you. Appreciate that. I've been working hard at my acting skills. Um, but anyway, so that's the first one. But I think it's very interesting that Edwards goes on to say, though, that this, this type of, of deflated living, he also identifies as this. And if you're not suffering, you're the first person to not lift a finger to help anybody else with what you have. That's still deflated living. Ouch. Oh, dude, your, your car broke down. I'm a master mechanic, but you'll, you'll work it out. Okay, so that's the deflated style of, of, of self-serving. The other one what we, is, what, is what we identify in the men's art group is what's called inflated living. Check this out. But understand this, 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5 says this. But understand this, in the last days, there will come times of difficulty. Everybody agree? For People will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, disobedient to their parents, disobedient to their parents. Kids, did you get that? Ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. Avoid such people. So the opposite of deflated in self-serving is those that want you to notice them. It is really all about me. Not, oh, woe is me, but oh, look at me. It's all about me. Everything that goes on, it's all about me. It is my way. It is not Christ's way. It's my way. I'm, I'm, I'm so amazing. You probably just are just lucky to be in my presence. So glad you all are here today so that you can just sit and look at me. The lovers of self. Does it make sense? So what I'd like to do then is, um, in this process here, 
I want to give you some definitions, and then I'd like to show you. Um, and and please understand that if this is a little, if this is a lot for you to take in today, I have um, this whole R group on PDF. And if you'd like a copy of this section, I'm happy to rent it off for you, so you can have all these for your notes. So if you need that, just let me know. Okay. So the first one: love the Lord your God with all your heart. Here is the word heart. Often it's referred to the emotions in the scripture. Hide that. I'll tell you when to pull it up. Hide it. Quick, quick, quick. Don't let them see it. Did you not see that? Good. Good answer. Good answer. In the scriptures, though, the heart is more than that. It is very close to what we call the soul. It's our center created in God's image. So the mature Christ-like heart are those that tend to operate by doing some things. They feel and they connect. If you tend to operate in this area of life, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength, and you go, this is kind of me. You tend to feel and connect. You tend to empathize. You appreciate beauty. You access emotional intelligence. Your play and actions are spontaneous, and you desire to build relationship. Okay, so that's the heart of the love of the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so let's take a look now at these um, quadrants. So the first one is the heart. And on this side over here, you see the deflated. So when we talk about being deflated in your heart, these are kind of what show up. Stoic, rigid, indifferent, unmoved, depressed, prudish, inflexible, impotent, resistant to feeling, suffering, careless, apathy. Do you see how this is the what was me side? Do you see how this is, man, my life is horrible, but you operate this way. The relationship components are receiving this. The relationships that you, that you have, if you're operating in a very deflated way in your heart, this is what's showing up relationally. Does that make sense? Now, look at, look at the inflated side. You're clingy. You're hysterical, flooded with feelings and emotions, compulsive, manipulative, ooh, manipulative, ooh. How many of you have been the brunt of manipulative people? Mm. Okay, but see, this is self-serving. It's all about me. It's all about me. It's all about me. It's all about me. But now look at the self-sacrificing, mature heart type of person connected to self and with others nurturing i love that one the desire to be nurturing is is that beautiful heart that says man how can i encourage how can i build up how can i connect in a relationship in such a way that i want to see you become better i want to see you be the best that you can be Sympathetic, honoring of all emotions. Okay? Does it make sense? So the next one in the, in the list is what? What comes after the heart? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul. So the soul is this. This is what we call the sovereign, but the soul is this. A, a, a mature believer who really operates well in the the soul section which is um they're the one that bless 
They're the ones that kind of see and hold the big picture of life, kind of know where things are going, kind of, kind of have that deep understanding. They sense self-worth. They help set direction. They support others. They honor lineage. They know what history looks like, and they value the good in history so that we don't repeat history. Make sense? And they connect with God at a deep, intimate level. So that's, that's the soul part of your life. Does that make sense? So this area of living is your soul part of your life. This is not a person. This is a part of you because it's loving the Lord God with all your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, with all of your strength. So this part of your life is, 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 is made manifest with those ways. So then if we look, if you're operating in a very self-defeating self-deflated way, relationally, you're showing up this way, shy, apologetic, unimportant, inauthentic, irresponsible, immature, hopeless, worthless, insecure. Does that make sense? Those that are relationally connected to you when you are operating in an unhealthy way, in a self-serving way, in, in, the, in the soul quadrant of your life. This is what they're seeing. This is what's showing up. Now look at the inflated. You're dominating. You're possessive. You're arrogant. You're unfair. You're overbearing. See how all of those are showing, hey, it is still all about me. It's all about the way I act. It's all about what I do. And, and relationally, these are the way that you're showing up. But for the mature believer who is self-sacrificial in their love, your soul quadrant of your life operates like this. You define purpose and meaning. You know, want, and desire at a deep level and ask for them. You inspire and motivate others. You make choices that serve the greater good. You celebrate all of life. You take authority based on values. You understand the importance of rank and, and lineage. You're connected to the big picture, servant-led leadership. So those are two areas of your life, the heart and the soul. What's the next? Your mind. The mind is this. You're thinking. So the healthy part of you when, you, are, when you are operating in a healthy way, this part of your life is where you use analysts, analy you analyze. I can say that word, right? You use logic. How many of you know people that just make, make no sense? Like there, there's, there's no logic at all in what they do and why they do it. How many of you are going, I've got a kid just like that? Okay. They collect and evaluate information. You're doing well at taking information in, using it, and putting it back out. But here's what happens to this area of your life when you are living in a self-serving way. Throw those up. See people acting like this when they're deflated in their mind. When they're deflated in their mind, they act like they're stupid. How many of you have even heard somebody say, well, I'm just stupid. You don't know. I'm just so stupid. I'm so dumb. I'm just an idiot. It's self-defeating. It's self-deflating. 
but relationally, people are getting this from you. You're showing up this way, out of touch with reality, claim ignorance. Now look at the self-serving way that is inflated in your life. You tend to be sneaky, calculating, secretive, hurtful or manipulative. There it is again. Being aloof. Engaging in black and white thinking. It's my way or the highway. It's this way or it's no way. Controlling. False teaching. Uses humor as a weapon. Ouch. And then the last one is strength. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and now with your presence, with your strength. When you are operating in a healthy way, your, your strength, part of your life, you act and get things done, you serve and protect, you assess the risks, you set and enforce boundaries, and you honor authority. So now look at the life of a person who is deflated and inflated as, as, as the warrior, as the strength part of their life. If, if you're completely and totally consumed with self and self, 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 look at what shows up relationally in this, in this area of your life. Others see you as being wimpy, cowardly, victimized. How many of you see so many people with a victimized mentality? It, it's self. I'm the victim. Oh, oh, what was me? That victimized mentality. Passive aggressive, resistant, lazy. I can tell you right now, this is one of my areas that I will struggle with. That when I'm operating really in an immature way, I can show up as being very lazy. And, and unfortunately, my relationships then get the brunt of that. My wife being the first. I'll be lazy and I'd rather not do. Can I just please sit down and just relax? Well, am I really needing to relax or am I being lazy? Look at the inflated side. Hostile. Remember we were talking lovers of self? Hostile, brutal, overly aggressive, winning at all costs, workaholic. Does this resonate with anyone? Workaholic. Abusive, greedy, vindictive, hateful, nasty, cruel. Now look at the mature when you're loving in a very self-sacrificial way in, in the quadrant of being strength. With all your strength, with all of your physical nature, you take action and set boundaries. You defend and protect self and those we love. You're always in service. Take a stand for truth. Engage in conflict for what really, really matters. Truthful, courageous, and loyal. Endures and maintains discipline, is empowered, confident, and assertive. Do these all resonate with you? I know I went through these pretty quickly, okay? And like I said, if you would like, I'd love to, to make copies of these for you so that you can take and, and, and read through. I'll even give you the, the definitions of those quadrants of your life so that you can kind of see, see all this, how it presses and pushes at us. But one who loves 
like Christ loves is not interested in self. What they first seek to do is to glorify Jesus Christ. It's not about me. So as an individual, my vertical relationship is not self-serving. I'm not doing this to get something from God. I'm doing this because God desires my right relationship with him. I have a father that loves me deeply. And I am so humbled by that thought. That my desire for loving him would be manifest in such a way that everything that I do brings glory to God Almighty. And then those vertical relationships, loving the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And then those relationships then do not get deflated relationships, do not get inflated relationships, but they get the manifest presence of Jesus being glorified in you relating to them in a very mature way that blesses, that encourages that builds up, that says, I want Jesus to be glorified in this relationship. So my R group guys, where are you? you some of you don't even know that I'm going to do this, but one of the things that we do is, 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 is we always do what's called check-ins. I'm checking in how today. So I want to model for you this just, just for a few brief moments, Okay. I'm checking in aware, personally, that if I am not careful, I will be very inflated in my mind, and I will show up relationally like that. And, and, and my wife first, my kids, get the negative effect of that, and that, that breaks my heart. And I need to humble myself and let the love of Jesus Christ be what is my motivating factor. And that's how I'm checking in right now. Our group, guys, anybody? Eric. I'm checking in this morning aware of that I have the tendency of being inflated um, in a lot of the areas, in a lot of, in all four. Um, but today, this morning, I'm, I'm actually leaning a little more inflated into, uh, into sovereign or soul. Mm -hmm. um, and just being aware of that is humbling. And uh, yeah, that's where I'm at this morning. With that, I'm in. Thank you so much. Bless you. I'm checking in aware that um, I operate a lot inflated in the heart area and in all the quadrants. Um, and if you want to know the truth, I vacillate between deflated and inflated. I'm a mess. But, I know, <laughs> but I'm thankful that, you know, my guys don't try to, we don't try to counsel each other. We don't try to fix each other. We point each other to Christ. And, um, yeah, with that, I'm in. 
bless you. Thank you so much. Checking in, challenged because the authenticity that we have between us men, I haven't been completely authentic definitely this week. I've been hiding and therefore in a deflated manner in not just love but also in my mind. And, uh, just aware of that and that to be mature in that I need to bring it to the group as well um, but with that I'm in thank you so much so this isn't about us this isn't about our group this is about the body of Jesus Christ saying I want to glorify Jesus Christ in everything that I do and it's not about you it's not about me but we can tend so easily to want to operate in a self-serving way. One, because from all the way back, sin wrecked self. All the way back. So, so we're born into this, and that's why you see it so, so prevalent in, in our toddlers. But, but we don't ever leave that stage I can promise you that on a daily basis if I'm not careful I will be like a toddler with my life I will not love self sacrificially I will find ways to be self-serving and so as we press into the, the rest of these in the love chapter my encouragement to you is this. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about Jesus Christ. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. And let that love relationship that is passionate in its pursuit spill out relationally to those around you. Amen. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for this encouraging word. Christ-like love does not insist on its own way. But as the body of Jesus Christ, we are followers in the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus Christ. It's all about him. May our lives reflect by loving others the way Christ loved us. It's for his glory and in his name we pray, Jesus Christ. Amen.